Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to Strange Familiars. I'm your host, Timothy, and sitting with me is my co-host, Allison. I don't think you've ever introduced me as such. As the co-host? Sure yeah. I have. Sure I have. How are you doing tonight? I'm tired, or in the common vernacular around here, tired. Tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> you also get tars on your car. Yeah, but not on your roof. <laughs> Before we get going tonight... I want to mention, back in the spring, when I had my MS attack, and I did that series of drawings while on medical rest in and out of the hospital, I made a collection of them called Monsters Under the Hospital Bed, which you can find on Etsy. We were going to do an auction for the original art of that. I could not figure out how to do a live auction. I mean, I kind of did, but I just I don't have the time to figure out how to now do live streaming on top of a podcast, on top of writing books, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I was really hoping someone would figure it out for me and just be like, Tim, I'll do this for you. All you have to do is show up. In any case. Even better, you don't even have to show up. <laughs> that would be a real friend. In any case, 
auction didn't happen. I tried to do a silent auction for one piece. It didn't really work. I mean, it did work, but it wasn't a ton of interest. I don't know how many people see posts. You know? Yeah, it's hard to do things that way. Yeah. So what I've done is I've put all the original artwork, all the remaining original artwork from Monsters Under the Hospital Bed, all the pieces I did while in medical bed rest. They're on Etsy now. You can buy them. So if you check out our shop, it's the shop name Lost Grave, one word. Go to the art section and you'll see the pieces from Monsters Under the Hospital Bed, as well as other original art and prints that you can purchase as well. Oh, I thought Prince was there. (laughs) (laughs) Dig, if you will, my pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Also on Etsy, you can get the Monsters Under the Hospital Bed booklet. You can get my other art book, Apparitions. A little bit fancier than the booklet. Mm. You can get any of my other books. You buy them from our Etsy shop. They all come signed. You can get Strange Familiar's t-shirts, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Again, it's shop name Lost Grave, but if you type in Strange Familiars, our stuff will come up. Now, on tonight's show, we're going to be talking to two people. First, we're going to be talking with RJ, who has an interesting sleepwalking story, an encounter with what he called a dragon-eyed kid, so not a black-eyed kid, a dragon-eyed kid who chased him. A foot-grabbing shadow entity, for those who sleep with their feet hanging out of the covers. That's a fun one. You mean brave people? (laughs) We talk about some sleep paralysis, a healing, a possible healing by an orb, and he relates a family story of a dwarf that's pretty interesting. A little person. Yes, a paranormal dwarf. Okay. Not Not a human. Oh, okay. And our second interview, we'll be talking with Nick, who talks about... The white thing. Now, we had a guest on in a previous podcast. I talked about seeing this, like, white undulating thing. They had no real description for it other than just, like, it didn't look like anything else in the woods. Nick and his father saw something that sounds a lot like this. So we will hear about that as well. At the same time, they witnessed the same, very same thing. Yes, they both wish, oh, okay. they witnessed it together, yes. So let's go ahead and talk with RJ. Okay, tonight we're talking with RJ, who's got some stories to share with us tonight, including some stories of his own and possibly some stories from his family. RJ, as comfortable as you are, you can let us know where this happened. You don't have to be exact, but as comfortable as you are, you can let us know where and when this took place. These are all in uh, southern Ontario, Canada. Okay. Okay. And uh, the first one isn't something I remember, but something I told, and I didn't really I wasn't going to mention it till I listened to some of your Bigfoot related content. I used to sleepwalk when I was a child. And um, the thing that was interesting about it was my parents told me what I did when I was sleepwalking was I was picking berries. Ooh. And then I remember you mentioned that, you know, people they're picking berries and then they have like a Bigfoot encounter. And oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so I was. That's what my mom always told me. She goes, "Yo, you were. You said you were picking strawberries, you know, and we put you back in your bed, you know." Wow. No, that is a very interesting detail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was something my grandparents did, and I went with them to to pick strawberries, not in the wild or anything. We go to like a farm, mm-hmm. but it might have been something I remembered from or saw with them. It's again, it was probably I was four years old or less when that happened. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be completely, you know, a mundane memory, but what yeah. an interesting thing. What an interesting thing. Right? So there's some food for thought for you, literally and figuratively. So later on, um, in school now, so I'm school age. I'm in, I had done junior kindergarten, as we call it here. I'm not sure if, if you call it that uh, in your region. But in junior kindergarten, we sort of went to the washroom all together as like a, a class, right? Mm -hmm. Then as you're older, they let you go with like on your own. So the very first time I ever went on my own to the, to the washroom at school, um, as I was leaving, maybe a, a boy um, came into the washroom. I don't, he had to have been in grade six, seven or eight, probably. And he asked me what grade I was in. And I had told him. Then he sort of laughs. He looks down, puts his hand up to his eyes. And this is now we're talking. 1988 okay mm -hmm. and so they didn't have contacts or anything back then he looks up and his eyes are like like i could like what i imagine a dragon's eyes would look like they're sort of like yellow with like speckles in them like like almost like a like like how you would imagine how rich a dragon's eye would be with right. gold like yeah. shimmering not glowing and then he and he in his face like Maybe I'm exaggerating his face. I was more concentrated on the eyes, but it was like, you know, an evil, like, scowl, smile type thing. And he chased me around the washroom, and then eventually he just sort of laughed and let me go. And uh, then I went back to the teacher, and I'm, I'm so young at this stage that it's like, like, if it happened to me now, I'd probably be much more scared uh, or fearful uh, than back how I was back then. He might as well have just been... Uh, you know, not had the eyes and scaring me, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, then I went and I told the teacher and now looking back, maybe even then I could tell, I feel like they were, they were humoring me with sort of going like, believing me about the eyes maybe, but they, they asked me what the boy looked like. I spoke to the principal and, you know, they couldn't, you know, they went through the protocol of like asking me about it, but I don't think they were serious about, you know, finding this boy or, yeah. or anything but they didn't make me feel like they didn't say no that didn't happen you know like so did he have like the split pupils like uh like cats or, or lizards have that is lost to the sands of time mm -hmm. um it was definitely still black in this maybe not definitely there was black there might have been red for sure there was like a yellow gold around That's weird though it, and to stick in your head like that like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess kids have an imagination, but it just seems like that's just an odd detail that to just have the eyes be weird. Yeah, like you looked down and then looked up, you know, and then boom, there it was, you know. Mm -hmm. Around the same time period, this might have been before or after. Like it was a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. We were in church, and then next to me, there was a boy. The first guy that with the eyes was, he was Caucasian. Then there, there's an Asian boy next to me, a friend of mine, and he, he snuck some G.I. Joes into the church, and we were playing with the G.I. Joes. Uh, and then um, I sort of saw, like, this maybe my eyes played tricks on me, okay? The first one, definitely not. But I could swear I saw, like, his tongue shot out like a, like a snake's tongue, like a white stream from his mouth downward, you know, as I'm playing with – he's playing with some G.I. Joes, I'm playing with some – I asked him, to, you know, did something come out of your mouth? He said no. And, uh, you know, I remember asking people like uh, like family, like, can, is there people that can do this? You know, and they're mm -hmm. like, no, you must have seen something. And there's that one. And same with, I remember asking 
to go back to the uh, previous story, asking, you know, my parents, and again, they, they sort of, you know, dismissed, dismissed the situation and uh, just told me, you know, and be careful going to the washroom, go with somebody else or something. Right. Yeah. The next one is now, this is the ghost story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess a ghost, I don't know. This is maybe now I'm in grade seven or so. Okay. And I would, you know, I'd spend a lot of nights at my grandparents' house and my aunt lived there too at the time. And we had a room with uh, twin beds. And uh, my bed was, if you entered the room right on your left is my bed. On the other side of the small room is, is her bed. The feet of the bed facing the, the door. And as you come in on the right, there's a dresser. Past the dresser, there's a nightlight. So the nightlight's sort of near the feet of her bed, okay? Mm-hmm. If, I, like, if I'm in bed lying down, I can see directly the feet of her bed. So I wake up in the middle of the night, like awake, awake, right? Like, for, like not a noise, not just for seemingly no reason, right? And my eyes are drawn to the foot of her bed. And on the foot of her bed, there's uh, there's two, like, shadow hands. And I can't just call them, like, a shadow of hands. It's like they're shadow hands. You know what I mean? I don't, Even though I've never seen those before or since, like, that, that they're shadow hands, right? And they're on her feet, like, coming over the, the, the edge of the bed. And there's sort of, you can see some wrists. And there's these hands just resting. They're not doing anything. Not, like, nothing I'd ever seen before. And then... After a couple seconds of me like looking at those and what what are those? Oh, they're, they're realizing they're, they're shadow hands or they look like that. Then she wakes up screaming. Now, wow. Okay. And then I start screaming. And then we're both screaming. It's like a like a comedy bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, "Say stop screaming! Stop screaming! Why are you screaming?" And I don't remember the exact order because it's so like intense and like whatever, right? And then. Um, Whoever said, like, I asked her why she's screaming. And she's like, I woke up. I felt something touching my feet, she says. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, yeah, absolutely. Wow, right? Um, Wow. And and you only saw the hands? Only hands. Like, it was, like, almost, like, slithering up, like, from behind. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe they're just hands. I don't know. Was was the rest of the body that seemed to be like in darkness or in shadow or or? Oh, it was pretty well illuminated. It just there was just like on whatever, like uh, just wrists and hands. Like I can't really remember much more than that. It seemed like they were like, like almost shadows, like flowing onto like, like as a shadow might just touch whatever part of the, the sheet or the cover or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. The, the comforter mm-hmm. but it seemed more dimensional than a shadow you know right. yeah somehow even before you you mentioned i was thinking in my head i wonder what she was dreaming about w- when these hands were touching her because we right. had so so many stories like that where where somebody will wake up and see something and then the, the person you know dreaming that they're in the room with the person dreaming will wake up screaming or will mention yeah. something about this figure that the other person saw is it often something they like is there a dream attached often? Because here there was no dream attached. It was just a feeling. Uh, I mean, I, I think we've gotten a mix of them where some, sometimes yes, sometimes no. You know, sometimes it's it's been like your story where they just wake up because something's touching them and other times they're they're having a dream. I think more often people are having a dream of something 
that somebody else is kind of seeing when they're awake, you know, which is weird too. But uh, no, the whole thing is that's just creepy. Did anybody else have any experiences in this house? No, 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 no none that I know of. And that's the only one that I had there. Yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. So the first one when I was uh, was the first two experiences was when I was that young. It was at one house, one area. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to another west, more western region, and then that was where the the the, the, uh, the shadow hands happened. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So next, this sort of um, culminates when I'm in uh, when I'm in university. So I'm like maybe. 20 maybe 24 23 24 25 i don't quite remember Mm -hmm. ever since maybe late grade school i've been able to uh, lucid dream and uh the way it came about was if i had a scary dream right like uh the, the first time it happened i just said this is too crazy i realized like this is a dream this is a dream. I can't be real. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I say to myself, wake up. And then I woke up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would do that. And then after doing that for a while, I was able to go, okay, well, if you can wake up, then, you know, maybe you can try other stuff. Maybe like, you know, and I just sort of experimented and eventually I could do all sorts of things in lucid dream scenarios. Right. I find this so fascinating because I, I can't do it. I always say I, I'm too ready to believe in whatever's going on in my dream. I, at least I've never done it. I won't say I can't, uh, but I've never done it. So it's completely fascinating to me that you are able to make that turn. My wife and son said that they can do it as well, but my daughter, without ever discussing this with me, she said that it's the same for her. Like she just is too ready to believe whatever weird things going on in her dream. How, how old is your daughter when when the, how old is your daughter when you talked about that with her? Oh, this was very recently. So they're seventeen. So. You know, just because okay. I was like, young at this point, and that what to add to that as I got older, it got, became more difficult, right? So when I was young, it was like no problem, and I could like I could be in another scene easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I could change characters around me and just do whatever whatever I wanted to any degree. But as I got older, like I would go into um, sometimes sleep paralysis, right. The, a couple of the sleep paralysis highlights once there was one, one of the earliest ones I can remember was that I can't remember if I was asleep on my stomach or my back, but I usually get them on my, my, my back. If I'm yeah, on my back, that's, that's... more, it's more likely, but mm-hmm. yep. it's still possible on my stomach. Yeah. Right. So, um, there was like a cat, right? I don't have a cat and I haven't been around too many cats but it felt like a cat's purring and a cat was somehow like playing with me and like a giant cat, like a giant, like, you know, like Clifford, the dog sized cat, <laughs> Wow, you know, and, uh, and just had me trapped. And it was just like sort of that purring vibration, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just so many lost the sands of time, but that's one that sticks out. But I've definitely had like behind my head, the sensation of vibration, like, like a bee, like I, I, when I was younger more, it's, it's kind of gone now to a degree, but fear of like, like bugs, bug, a bug buzzing by my ear will really bother me. I feel more than most people. And there was like a bee, like I woke up from paralysis and I'm paralyzed and there's like a bee behind my head. I can't do nothing about it. Oh, wow. And it's like physical, it's attached to me and I'm trying to move it away. 
and then seeing things sort sort of shadow things i've never seen anything in too much detail like a detailed face i've seen figures but usually when there's a figure like 99% of the time i can go oh look it's that was a coat that was right there and matches up mm-hmm. to what i saw you know so it hasn't been something where it's like an entity and i can say oh, it was a de- definitively an entity that moved and he walked over here and he did this no that didn't happen to me right right but then the really interesting one um, is that once I, I had just started doing my serious like martial arts training, more so the technique at this time when I'm in university, my early 20s. And I wasn't focusing so much on the uh, like getting myself in shape and just the technique. And that was that was wrong of me. And now like I put more focus on both things, you know, but it was a start. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I hurt myself. I hurt my back. And I've had some back issues um, doing martial arts, but um, I've been able, able to overcome them, you know, and it's 100% now. But I, I heard I didn't injure it. I hurt my back. I had bad sleeping habits uh, during university, which I think contributed to my sleep paralysis because I've noticed when I've been healthier and in, in better physical condition and have better sleep habits that I don't have as much sleep paralysis. And so I'm asleep on my stomach in the, in the daytime. It was, I had a like afternoon class or something. It was maybe afternoon or late morning and I'm asleep there and I hurt myself in, in the training. And so now I wake up for whatever reason, whether I woke myself up for a scary dream or whatever, or just wake up, just going to paralysis sometimes for no reason at all. I'm around the edge of sleep. Sometimes I go into paralysis and I, and when I'm trying to fall asleep, I guess. But anyhow, so I wake up and I'm paralyzed. Now there's a window with Venetian blinds in the room. It's to my side. And through the window, there's an orb comes in. And I would say it's somewhere between the size of a basketball and uh, like a yoga ball. And it has a it has a glow to it. And it's almost like I would imagine something like like it wasn't didn't illuminate the room at all mm-hmm. and it seemed somewhere not quite 2d not quite 3d it wasn't like like a light like a star you see in the sky mm-hmm. or it wasn't quite like a like something like as a comic book fan like magneto the character he has like a shield around him it wasn't right, quite right. that yeah like stylized somewhere like between those things didn't seem 3d or 2d and it came in and then it went to my my back i knew like at that stage of my back i probably would have missed class for the next couple nights and it went to my back i don't quite remember the sensation i was scared and looking back i mean i i I wasn't scared i feel like i should have been scared right yeah like but i wasn't scared and i'm just like okay look this thing's coming in I know what's it doing. Oh, here it goes to my back. I can't see it now. It's on my back. And then there was some sensation. I don't quite remember what the sensation was, right? But it wasn't like, like I was, I was kind of worried. I'm like, okay, it's going to my back. What's it going to do? But again, I'm not scared. And then when I woke up, my back didn't hurt no more. Huh. Right? Wow. I was able to go to, you know, I went to class at university and then I went to uh, training that evening or next evening or whatever it was. Wow. Did something, something other, something, you know, separate from yourself heal you? Or did you, 
in some way heal yourself and that's the sort of symbol you gave yourself you know in in the right in the paralysis Maybe. yeah i don't know and that's all of my stories and then there's the one from my uh, my uh sort of like my grandmother told me this so some of the details might be lost in the sands of time no but that's great i do i do love getting these family stories so yeah absolutely yeah and it yeah she seemed pretty you know like her tone was kind of hard to read sometimes on these stories because it was like I'm thinking back, it was just pretty, pretty serious, but still like told in an entertaining way, I guess, but not quite like a joke, right? So this must have been, this must have happened in, I would say, sometime between the 1930s and the late 1800s in uh, Sicily, okay? Okay. It's my grandmother, my nonna, it's her a cousin or a or a, an aunt okay it's either 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 one of those and she just got married and um they were living in sort of like a glorified shed while they were building or repairing a, ho- a house on the property okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um while they're living there she gets the this visit from like a little like dwarf type creature and it comes in through the room and she can't move she's paralyzed and it walks around. It sort of has like a head, a hat, like you'd imagine, like a, like a lawn gnome, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, walks around to the edge, end of her bed, near the foot of the bed. And at that stage, she, she can see it's like face peeking over. And then the face sort of extends like, uh, I always imagined it like something like, again, related to comic book character, like something like Venom or... Mr. Fantastic just stretching up like a shadow. Yeah. The face came right in, into her face. Now it's like the face is from the foot of her bed. Boom. Now it's like stretched right over her. So the, the, the face to face. And then this thing uh, spits into her mouth f- like five times. Oh, okay? weird. She later recounted to her mom this story, right? And uh, the mom was like, why didn't you you take the thing's hat? If you take the thing's hat off, it will give you riches. <laughs> right? Wow. And then she also, they correlate this to the, the, the spitting, right? The, the number of spitting. But she lost her first five children. Oh, wow. They had, um, they you know, they were stillborn. Right. Wow. Uh, that's sort of the bits and pieces of that thing. Oh, that's... That's a definitely dark twist on that. Still, thank you for sharing that because I think we lose the idea that our grandparents experienced this stuff too. Because what we hear is, you know, modern witnesses on podcasts and radio shows and stuff. And I, I think we lose this idea that, you know, our parents and our grandparents and, you know, maybe not all of them, but, but some percentage of them, you know, experience this stuff. Probably is the same percentage of people that are experiencing things today. So it's always great to hear these stories. I mean, it's not not happy that she had the five stillborn children. I mean, that's obviously dark, but uh, it's such a cool story. She eventually did have children, obviously. She did. She did. Yeah. So that's good, at least. But uh, yeah, that is that is a wild story. Really, really interesting. Do you know if she had a a name for the creature? Like, did they know? You know, did they call it a dwarf or did they call it something else? They had a name. I can follow up with you on that, but I don't remember. But it's another one of those things where it's like, like I didn't commit it to memory. They're like, oh, well, you're not supposed to say the name, 
right? right. When, when my either my mom or my grandmother told me, they're like, "Well, it's called. You're not supposed to say the name, but it's yeah, yeah." Oh no, that's a, that's a really really cool story. Well, thank you for sharing your stories, RJ. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to, I could contribute. I spent a lot of time listening to the podcast and glad to be able to give back in some way. Thank you so much. Hey, Tim, did you know puppies can be whirlwinds of destruction? No, they're only <laughs> cute. Puppies are never naughty. Yeah, that's true. They never. They never need help with potty training, fear and nervousness, barking, chewing on furniture, shoes, or other things they shouldn't be chewing on, crate training, hyperactivity issues, or leash training. But if they did... Hypothetically, if, if they, they did. did... And oh my gosh, I think every puppy needs help with all this stuff, really. Every person needs help with all this. <laughs> if you have a puppy and you need help with any of these issues and more, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you. They can teach you what to do and also what not to do. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. With a relationship-based approach to training, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you and your puppy become perfect for each other. They have online sources like video lessons, a secret Facebook group, and of course, one-on-one options are available as well. Again, you can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, next, let's go ahead and talk to Nick, who saw this white thing in the woods, whatever it is. Okay, tonight we're talking with Nick, who had an encounter with something in southern Vermont that sounds a little bit like something we had someone on a previous show talk about as much as you're comfortable you know where was this and around what year did this happen this is uh yeah i can give a little more detail it's like off 90 i-91 um southern vermont like kind of within a close proximity of a couple different popular mountains my family has a property there so i kind of want to leave it leave it at that Mm -hmm. sure yeah but um and i think it was had to be three three and a half years ago uh, that this took place. All right. So what were you doing? And tell us what you saw. I still live in and grew up in Connecticut. 
but my family, I think when I was about 11 or 12 years old, uh, bought like a, a ski slash hunting cabin, like with solar energy off the grid, uh, but still kind of close to like mountains and, and town. So, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood like weekends up there and, and continued into my adult life. Um, it does require that we go up there, you know, even kind of out of season, you know, periodically to kind of do maintenance on the grounds. Sure. So it's something that me and my dad would do a lot together, you know, before I kind of had a, a family of my own and obligations and stuff like that. So we had been up there one time and I feel like it was, had to be like October, November of, yeah, like three, three and a half years ago. And we just went out uh, for pizza maybe had, you know, a couple beers. We're driving back up. Now when you come back to our property, we're the first house off the grid. Um so that means we have to go by, of course, the last house like on the power grid. And that's right up a very small like uh dirt road that kind of peters out into our house. So we were just driving probably was eight thirty to nine o'clock at night. And there yeah, it was like a, a almost like a right angle bend that banks to the left as you go up the incline dirt road up to our house you pass like the last house like i said that that's still on the um the power lines mm -hmm. so before that there's like there's an awful lot of rock walls i'm sure it's the same in uh, pennsylvania for you yeah. a, a lot of rock walls like everywhere yeah um that's no different than than up there so kind of beyond the little ditches that they have dug out on the side of the road it, it still is like a, a state road but it's dirt so you know it kind of still has some state maintenance to it they have like the ditches because of the you know the quantity of snow that they get up there it makes it easier i think to take care of that but whatever we were just driving you know coming back home getting ready for an early morning of chores and stuff and again we've i've been up there so many times i couldn't count on you know all my fingers and toes times a thousand so i've driven by this a million times and spent a lot of time out in the woods too at night up there you know me and my friends would go out and you know just go hike around and stuff at all hours of the night never saw anything quite like this but anyways yeah we were coming around that bend my dad was driving really slow and his headlights kind of went like over a little like rock wall sort of thing like into the woods and there were some down trees and stuff in that direction as well this is before that that house, but you know, quite a bit of ways in the woods from it. And, and it sounds ridiculous to me and to my dad whenever we talk about it to even kind of uh, you know put it into words. But it was like a like a flat like like we call it towelly. Like <laughs> it looked like a, a flat towel, but it was like glowing a little bit on mm -hmm. its own. And when the headlights went over it, it really popped and in one of your episodes that I had listened to that really kind of brought this right back for me, uh, you titled it the white thing. And there was a lady that had uh, seen something that she described as moving like, like with intelligence, mm -hmm. but not moving the way that any animal would. And I think she said that like that last part, like that no animal would move like that. And yeah. it was just so non-threatening, but so shocking that like my dad like kind of didn't slam on the brakes. He was going really slow, but we he just looked at me and goes like, "What the f was that?" And I was leaning out the window, you know, looking at it or trying to roll down the window to lean out and look. But the the crazy thing is, is that it kind of went like over and under stuff, and it was like an intelligent 
flat two-dimensional thing <laughs> how big was it about, you know in your estimation uh it's really tough to say because like you know it's kind of undulating way of being mm-hmm. uh, but it, uh, it couldn't have been more than like maybe five feet long uh, i mean it was like the size of a beach towel i guess <laughs> And that's what's crazy is like, it's really easy even for me now just to tell myself like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a plastic bag or, or whatever, but, and you know, I've, everyone's kind of seen their fair share of rubbish and stuff, no matter how far out in the woods you are. Yeah. But this absolutely, if it was a trash bag, it was an intelligent trash bag. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was moving in a way that you don't move unless you got a brain. Yeah, yeah, and I believe she described the movement of what she saw was kind of undulating as well. Is, is that, that yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's what really struck home. I mean, again, like I said, me and my dad are you know, we listen to podcasts like your own that we love, and plenty of others, and watch like you know, all the History Channel kind of BS shows there and whatnot. But this was kind of so. I feel like if I would have seen a Bigfoot, which I've never seen that. I would have been less surprised. Yeah. At least there's like a a narrative for that. Right. You have a place to put that. Yeah. This is just like, was like, what in the world? Like, what are, what the hell is that? (laughs) Were there any like features like eyes, legs, anything like that? No, no, that was so simple. And that's what made it so weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it was moving. Like I watched it go like over, like ferns or, or something. I can't remember. It happened like obviously very quickly. It was all said and done in like less than five seconds. But, it, sure. you know, I got it from two different angles. Like he was driving right at it. Um, and that's when he saw it. And, you know, his headlights were on it, but he's, it, you know, just doing his normal driving thing. Kind of had started turning. So he didn't take his eyes off the road, but he did stop immediately. So I, I was able to see it out the passenger window. We were turning to, uh, to the left. Um, but he definitely saw it full on right away. But the craziest part is like, right. It's like the kind of disappear. Cause it had almost like its own, like subtle light to it beyond the headlights, mm-hmm. which was even weirder. But uh, I'm trying to like pinpoint the, uh, I'm no good with like interior decorating and stuff. So I was talking to my fiance about it earlier, like what the color is of it. Um, when the lights were on it, it almost like glowed like a, like a glow toy you have like for uh, like a dog or whatever. Yeah. I have like a ball for my dog that, you know, you put the flashlight on it and play at night. It was almost kind of like that, like that weird glow. But then when the headlights were off of it, it almost didn't go away, but it was not as pronounced. Mm-hmm. It was almost like reflective, but also self-illuminating in a subtle way. Yeah. Yeah. And that was weird. I mean, that's, I guess, the best I've can really describe it yeah but the weirdest part is the very the last thing is it it went under like a not a big tree but like a maybe like an eight inch birch tree that was down Mm -hmm. and it like you know like it had already been like looking intelligent the way it was moving but it like went like almost like it was diving you know underneath it and then kind of kept scooting along (laughs) and it was heading away from us so so did it just kind of go off into the woods and eventually you lost sight of it or yeah no no different than if it was a deer or Mm -hmm. a person or anything like just was going away from us and you know again my dad had been turning so uh, the headlights were not 
you know, helping and it didn't really give off that much light on its own. It almost maybe, maybe it looked like it was, it, its color was making it pop out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't like putting off its own light, but it was like a, almost like a tan beige color, sort of. I don't know. It, it was just really odd and it totally stuck out from everything else. Like right away, and especially the way that it reflected the light. So, how close to your cabin was this? Um. All right. So the road that we live on is like right off of the. Well, I guess you can call it a paved road, but it's not very well paved. Uh, and then that road is dirt, and it's um like point I think point nine miles all the way from like up that road to our house, and this is maybe a hundred yards into that road. Okay. So, and then, like I said, the only other house on that road is maybe a hundred yards beyond that. So he's like 0.8 miles away from us or whatever. And that's where like the power lines end. Not that that really has any meaning to it, but it's just really there. There's maybe, maybe recently there's been more like day hikers that might come through because that, that road doesn't just really end through us. It kind of goes into a back, like four wheel service road mm-hmm. that goes miles through the woods and, and reconnects to the town but it sort of um, goes on the, the outskirts of our property. So, you know, you see some people there during the day, but absolutely nobody at night ever. <laughs> and even during the day, they would be like walking down like the established trail. Right. Yeah. So you see this weird thing and it's, you know, relatively close to your house. And, and really close to the car or the or the uh, truck as well. I mean, it couldn't have been more than like 12 feet away when we first saw it. Do you have worries then i mean you said you, you felt pretty non-threatening but did you did you have worries like okay this thing's in the woods what's going on here nah, not at all it was just like seeing like a you know cool kind of animal mm-hmm. or something but with like the kind of bewilderment that comes with not being able to identify it obviously you know seeing everything up there we have like bears that we have like claw marks in a couple of our screens where they try and get in and <laughs> you know it is it is what it is i kind of even think i saw a mountain lion up there which they're not supposed to be up there um and, they're not supposed to be in pennsylvania either but they are yeah <laughs> yeah just like the ones that were hit here in connecticut you know on the on the Merritt parkway they they're not supposed to be here but mm-hmm. somebody hit them with their car you know but uh, yeah i'm actually like not even in between where that happened and, and the dead end where our house is, is i'm i'm 99.99 percent sure that it was a mountain lion running to any moose yeah but not not for a while though but when we first got it it was pretty pretty cool we had like you know the jumbo deer poop that you'd find and i was mm-hmm. like oh what the hell is this and my dad's yeah it's a moose bud <laughs> they were we have like a couple couple marshlands back there and yeah but i haven't really seen them a lot it was every single time we go up there every weekend there'd be prints and droppings all over I saw one at night but kind of just you know from far away mm-hmm. now we haven't really seen them recently so you have this, you know, this weird experience and like I said, you, you kind of follow it away with the, uh, like, I don't know what that is kind of thing. I think in your email, you said you heard about it on Strange Familiars. Did you say there was something on Mysterious Universe as well that kind of sounded like that? Yeah. And that's one of those things that, you know, I kicked myself for not like remembering because that was like really, not like really soon after, but probably maybe like a couple months after that happened. Mm-hmm. So I was listening and I, I listened to podcasts like all day long with my work. I work a manufacturing job, second shift. So I'm always just consuming podcasts 
but that includes when I'm going to sleep at night. So uh, it had to be like, you know, one of those kind of insomniac nights, like 2.30 or so in the morning, and I was listening to, to a random episode of Mysterious Universe. Um, and you can't go back in their back catalog either without like a, a paywall. Right, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I have no idea even when. I just remember being like so close to sleep and they were kind of wrapping up their episode. They're like, oh, stay tuned for our plus extension. And they briefly said that like some people somewhere, and again, it's like almost hard to even just bring up because I don't remember much of it. I was like so close to falling asleep, but they said that there was like sentient bags. If someone would see a, a bag on like a rocky, you know, hill or something like that, like some sort of a trail and it would be moving like with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had a good laugh at it, which, you know, I love those guys and, you know, they should have a good laugh at it. It sounds ridiculous. I'm not like em- em- embarrassed to tell this at all, but it's just like, what do you even say about it? Oh, I saw a magic carpet, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all the, the little ghost dog from nightmare before Christmas or whatever. I don't, you know, it's just, really weird and when i listen to as many podcasts and stuff as i do and i don't really you know i hear a whole bunch of stuff and i never really hear anything like that but yeah on that one mysterious universe episode i guess if you were a plus member you would have heard about you know intelligent bags <laughs> huh so when you hear that and when you hear you know the story on strange familiars that we mentioned is that in any way like a comfort like okay somebody else has seen at least something like this or is it just like make it even weirder like um more people have seen something like this you know uh it's neither really because it's i don't really it doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. um again like i said like there was no threat like perception or anything like but you know if we see a bear up there we're not really threatened right um in in general uh that mountain lion that i you know pretty damn sure at like one in the morning i me and my dog and my buddy came across that was different but Luckily, it was t- like taken off as fast as I ever seen anything run in the opposite direction. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> and plus, we were in a truck, and it was all good with that. But it's more like that. I just am so curious about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of the stuff that you hear on podcasts or shows or read about or whatever. It it can't all be true. Obviously, I think a lot of it is though, or you know, a lot more than some people would think. But obviously, it can't all be true. But just the fact that I don't, I, you know, I consume so much of this and then I don't really hear anything about that. It's kind of just makes me that much more curious about like what we saw. Cause I know that I've had some other weird things happen in my life but nothing that I would really put in the category of like 10,000% sure. No doubt about it. That's not right. It's mm-hmm. weird. You know, like other stuff has been really weird in the moment and stuff, but it hasn't, you know, been that you know i've had like some like maybe like spirit encounter things but it's all been stuff that at least there's like a narrative for at least you can put it in some kind of a box even though we don't know really the truth about any of this stuff it's it's easier to classify i guess i'm a i just wish i knew what this was or even had an inkling right i actually heard something somewhat recently on a i think it's paranormal roundtable uh it was one of their old episodes um, and they were talking about like the rake mm-hmm. and I don't think just to preface this, I don't think this has anything to do with what I saw, but it was interesting. It's like one of the only other things that I ever heard that sort of reminded me of it. I think it was in, um, upstate New York and these dudes were, were fishing 
and they saw like kind of like what I saw, like a weird undulating form uh, in the water coming towards them. But as it got closer, I guess it turned into a rake or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. This one did not do that. <laughs> Before, um, and I think I mentioned this on the show I did with the, a woman from Canada who saw, you know, if not the same thing, something somewhat like it. I had early on in the podcast, someone had emailed me with the, a similar story and I don't yeah. remember why I couldn't get them on, but I know I, it was very, very similar because I thought she was the same person when she contacted me. I thought she was the same person. Like, oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Getting back in touch with me again. But she's like, no, I didn't. I, you know, this is the first time I wrote you. I barely remember it. And I, I searched through all my email. I can't find it. It's you know, my email's a mess, but, uh, I tried and tried and tried to find it, but I, I believe that person was either from New England or Canada as well. Oh, wow. And they described something similar, and I don't know uh, why I never got back with them, or they didn't get back with me, or we didn't, we just couldn't hook up, you know. The cool thing about the podcast is when people come on and describe something like this, it's like the disembodied legs thing. Other people, no doubt, will say, yeah, I've seen something like that, and they're usually relieved because it's like, oh, somebody else has seen this. Okay, now I can talk about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I mean, it wasn't even so much that. I mean, it was relief. Like, I was really, like, happy to hear, I guess. But not happy, I guess, for her, because I think she said she uh, said that it terrified her. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think she I'd was a little more disturbed. feel sorry for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm sure she's reconciled that and everything. But it was more just like, wow, cool. Like, yeah, somebody else said it. I always feel bad almost that I don't call into other podcasts. Like I said, I've had a couple other strange things, but nothing really that, I mean, if I was a listener, nothing that I would really put. I know that they can't, you know, people that are listening to this can't get in, inside my head and like <laughs> understand how like ridiculously like 100% right there, plain as day, 12 feet away, like weird this was. The other stuff I guess I can write off easier, even though I don't necessarily believe that. Right, right. Um, but this is just so like almost like right there, like you just you came right up at the perfect time. Yeah, and you saw it with then, another person, which is always a bonus, you know. Yeah, my dad's like a hunter, like he's an ex-marine. You know, he's got a good sense of humor, and he's into a lot of the stuff. Um, like listening to the same podcasts and whatnot that I listen to. He's very down to earth, but in a like a grounded way. I guess yeah. would be a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and gave me a look like almost like I'd never seen from him before. Like, Holy crap. Like hmm. what in the world? Yeah. I and mean, then we just, we talk about it a lot. Cause it's like, you know, not like we, you know, kind of go over it, but I'm just like, Oh yeah, it's like towel. That's like that blanket we saw like flying <laughs> <Towel>. around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one didn't look like it wanted to party. It was hurting away. <laughs> and I know I also thought like, you know, again, we were we were out at pizza. Not that you know you go to Vermont to get pizza, but you know, got to eat. We had like two beers each. Just typical, normal night. Completely not under the influence of something. And then, like you said, with two people seeing it that wouldn't even like work out anyways. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, the first thing that I would think if I heard something like this is that it was some sort of like a reflection or you know headlights do weird things you hear about like the different like weird light sightings mm-hmm. they have in like north carolina and what is it brown mountain or something like that and they, yeah. they think it's like headlights maybe that's true maybe it's not but that would be the first place that i would jump to but again this is like a dirt road with one like practical 
I mean, he's a great guy. He's not a hermit, but he lives alone, very low, you know, footprint kind of guy. Definitely not awake even at nine o'clock or out of his house. And there's really nothing there. There's no like guardrails or anything like that. There may be some like bar- old barbed wire or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you're not, there's nothing that's going to be like reflecting off of. Right. Um, again, there's there's just like the stop sign at the end of the road, and that's it. And we were far enough away that wouldn't have any bearings. There's no street lights whatsoever. My dad's like F250s headlights, pretty much the only light out there. And even I don't care if there was you know mirrors everywhere. That what we saw it was so totally like sentient, like uh, the same way if it was a like I said it could have been a deer. It could have been anything else, and it would have kind of went the same way mm-hmm. that this thing did, just natural but super unnatural at the same time. Really weird. Really, really weird. Nick, thank you so much for sharing your story. For Listeners don't get to see much behind the scene. We've been trying to schedule this interview for a long time, and we finally made it happen. Yeah. So, so thanks so much yeah. for coming on. I did have one other thing real quick to tell you that actually just happened oh, like, sure. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, uh, I mean, I could be misremembering, but like I said, I've listened to your, your show for a really long time. Um, and obviously, I, I think I, I don't know if I ever finished that Hellier show, but I think they had something going on with like balloons. Oh, yes. Um, didn't didn't you come across like balloons or something? Yeah, we started in... coming across them separate from, from Hellier. Yeah. 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 All right. So this will, this might blow your mind a little bit because I was like, you know, again, I'm not someone who I don't really have like weird things happen to me often. That's why this this one weird thing that I just told you about is, was kind of impactful. And again, this could all just be like, a, I don't know, the balloon version of pareidolia or whatever. Right. But I, I work at a manufacturing facility. There's like five different um, like subgroups, like along like a, I don't know, like a, a half mile long road. And I'm all the way down at the end of it. We're the only building out of all of them that rolls three three shifts. Mm-hmm. So you know when I get out of work, there's no none of the other buildings are active. It's all down except for us, all the way down at the end. Um, also, when I get out on lunch break, uh, which is normally eight o'clock, there's nobody but the couple of us on second shift. Interestingly, I I, I work with my fiance as well. So she's there. We normally come home. We live like six minutes away. So we come home for, I don't know, 18 minutes on our 30 minute break. Mm-hmm. So, but for today I had to go and get my daughter some formula from the store. So I had left at seven 30 when I, you know, my fiance was going to come home at eight on her own and do her own lunch. When I had driven out of this again, completely no traffic, like access road. And what's interesting is it's, it's, kind of set aside also as like a preserve because the company owns all of it and they have like big ponds. You see like de- uh, deer, somebody saw a bear the other day over there. So it's kind of like remote, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I was, I was driving on my way back. I only have a 30 minute lunch break. So maybe like seven fifty, there was this big blue Mylar balloon dead in the middle of the road. I think it's Mylar or, or whatever they, they make them out of. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you never see litter there or anything. I know, of course, it could have floated from some birthday party and landed there, but I just drove down the road, rushed over to Walgreens, stopped home to give it to my uh, my future mother-in-law, came back, and this thing is just dead set in the middle of the road. And it made me think about your episodes <laughs> where it's all sort of like, you know, like I know you, you said that you had 
the experience is finding those and this thing is now literally blocked not blocked my path of course it's, it's a balloon but it's right in in the way of me getting back to work yeah um, I, I always take it, them as weird as these like I don't know because yeah you, the thing about these balloons is they can blow in from anywhere but when you find them in like really weird situations you, yeah like you right know, before I'm going to talk to you after you know we've been emailing for like a year right sort of yeah, it was an interesting line to draw. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then when my girl girl left, like right after that, again, you know, she went ten minutes after I got back to work on her own lunch break. She went to go home, and there was a baby deer playing with it on the side of the road. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and the mother deer was just sitting there staring at the baby deer playing with it. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I saw it on the side of the road when I left, you know, for, for good at 11.30 tonight, and it was weird. Probably just a balloon that, that blew in, but... Yeah, no, it's 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 good to take note of these things, though, and uh, please do keep us informed if you see Tally or any other strangeness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. I'm going to catch it this time. <laughs> if I find it again, I'll run out and grab it. <laughs> All Maybe. right, Nick. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your stories. All right, it was good talking to you. Patrons got two new shows last week, two in a row, full episodes, exclusive to our patrons. If you like the content we make and you want to help support the show and get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. You can subscribe monthly or you can subscribe yearly, and there's all different tiers of support there. It's the best way to help the show, and you get two full extra episodes of Strange Familiars every month. Again, that's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a subscription like Patreon, you can go to the show notes under any episode, look for a paypal.me link, and make a one-time donation via PayPal. I want to thank all of our patrons. They make Strange Familiars possible. Thank you so much for all you do. I also want to thank Vanessa C. for her PayPal donation. Thank you so much, Vanessa. So we've expanded our photo of the week to now be the curiosity of the week so we can incorporate more than just photos as we said last week there will occasionally be a photo as part of the curiosity of the week but we do have some other neat ephemera that we can offer and this week we're offering a collection an instant collection of funeral fans now what were these it gets hot morning the funeral homes would give these out oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. sort of advertising mixed with a purposeful tool almost yes yes and we have three of them each has a different sort of religious design on the front and they open uh, kind of like in three parts to reveal the fan okay that's the last supper yep this one is very white jesus <laughs> a, a portrait of jesus and a the old beautiful landscape of a church i wonder if that church is anywhere near lebanon pennsylvania I'm doubting it. I think that's a stock photo. Mm. And they are from Christman's Funeral Home, Lebanon, mm. Pennsylvania. Ballmeister and Orcutt Mortuary in York. And Souder Funeral Home in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. Okay. So this is instant collection of funeral fans. 
We'll put a photo of these fans in the show notes. If you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop and our new section, Curiosity of the Week. Still have the Photo of the Week section if you want to pick up some of the old photos. That'll be there. We talked about our Etsy offerings at the top of the show, but while you're there, you can also check out our friend's Karmic Garden with their Strange Familiars and Flannel Man scents of soaps and lotions and candles and more. And check out Chad's shop, Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. Well, that's it for this week. We will be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music from Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you can join the Strange Familiars Gathering group as well. We're on Instagram, at Strange Familiars. Go ahead and follow us there and like every single image we put up. <laughs> go back for the past three years, just for things you haven't exactly, seen. Exactly, yeah. like every single one of them. And if you're wandering around the web looking for <laughs> us, you can find us at strangefamiliars.com. In 2019, the first Strange Realities Conference took place in Nashville, Tennessee. The pandemic and turmoil the following year could not stop 2020's conference from thriving in cyberspace as a live streaming event. Now, for 2021, the third annual Strange Realities Conference will combine these worlds into a paranormal hybrid event, live in person in Nashville and streaming online. Join us in exploring just how truly strange our reality can be with an interdimensional lineup of speakers presenting unique and intellectual perspectives on magic, mysteries, and the paranormal. Featuring Alan Greenfield, Dr. J. Michael Bennett, a.k.a. Dr. Future, Tim Banal, Soraya Asgath, Dr. Stephen Finley, Aaron Gullius, Amy Pachula, Brent Raines, Chris Ernst, Heather Mosher, Michael Hughes, Jose Herrera, Joshua Cutchin, Kiki Dombrowski, Nathan Isaac, P.D. Newman, Stephen Snyder, a.k.a. Recluse, David Metcalf, Timothy Renner, Steve Stockton, and Brent Collier. Tickets available at StrangeRealitiesConference.com. It's going to be amazing. Rest your head upon my lap 
This podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.